Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. And we are back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast. This is season two. Can you believe it? Season two, episode one. And of course, obviously, we have to start off this new episode with Lucy's birth story, incredible birth story that no doubt will have me crying for sure. Um, Lucy's here with Finn. I'm here with Prim and, um, we're back. We're back in business, baby. We're back in business. We're Lucy. back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We've yeah. having to mute ourselves with our babies. I muted also, myself I- because he's on the boob, but gulping milk really loudly. Mm. And I'm not sure how this is going to be probably no doubt a loud podcast with two babies now in the mix but we'll see how we go it's a but I feel like anyway. people like that I've had a lot of feedback from people and that is one thing that they bring up is that it's like we like the realness we like that we feel like we're sitting there with you guys it just feels refreshing so I'm all about that I'm all about the bubbers totally all about the, <laughs> the realness like I just we we're just saying for Nath is in the background like talking absolute shit on the phone I'm like can you keep it down we're recording a podcast episode one season two <laughs> get out no excuse me <laughs> so I'm sitting in my bed I've also got um Violet homesick so, oh, so it's... Christy's in her lounge room we're mm-hmm. just hanging mm-hmm. out um yes. and yeah I can't wait to to share this story, I mean, it's been a very, I feel like the start of this story was like when you birth Prim, to be honest, like they're very interwoven and intertwined and um, yeah. connected to our evolution in business and our mm. partnership, and which is so beautiful. Yeah, the sacred um, space babies. Yes. <laughs> mm, I can't wait to hear this. I really cannot wait to hear this. I already feel, <laughs> I already feel like the feels already after you just said that. I'm like, here we go. This is going to be good. Should we just jump in then? Let's just jump in. Sorry, you can see my tit. <laughs> um, the yes, listeners cannot see it though. <laughs> it's just for me. Cannot see it, just <laughs> We've got our tits <laughs> out for each other on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> Oh, yeah. here we go. Little Bubby. Sorry. Oh, my God. Please don't say sorry. Like, honestly, do not. Um, That chair of face, I cannot deal. Yeah. He's he's a bit unsettled, so we'll just just forge forward. Um, 
You start, babe. Where do you want to start? Where where can we start with this? I'm just I'm here for the ride. Well, I mean, there's so many different places where this story actually could commence. You, um, you know what? Can I just say something really quickly? Yeah. It reminds me like when I'm still seeing it in my mind's eye when we were on that women's like we had that little per- intimate women's circle with our like amazing friends up here in the mountains and we were chatting and you it was your turn to speak I hope that you don't mind me saying this because I'm not going to say everything you said but you were like I just this I, I could potentially not have any more children like mm. and you got super you were super like it was so raw for you like you it was mm. you were really emotional and I could feel that from you I was like oh loose and you're like I just don't know could just this could be it and I've got so much mother grief and I was like oh and then we were laughing the other day going I think that you may have even been pregnant I think I was (laughs) totally I know I mean like the last the end of your baby season is always full of grief um but I think what made it even more um hard for me was because how my third baby Violet um came to be it was very unexpected um so I'd had Noah and then I had Willa when Noah had just turned two and then Willa had just turned one and I would have already been pregnant but didn't know and I remember feeling like perhaps we'd have a third baby but if so I really wanted to have a bigger gap and I Mm. wanted it to be when we had more resources and support because I was so burnt out and depleted. Lee was building our house and working full time. I was just at home. We had like no money. My family's in Victoria. So it was a super intense time. Mm. And then I found out that I was pregnant and I just really didn't want to be so that was a whole other um you know thing to work through because um, what's the age gap again of Willow so and- 21 months wow you were definitely in the trenches weren't you I was really in the trenches and I didn't yep. have much more to to give and then to be pregnant again with what wow. would be our last child with me being um like I I honestly did have grief that I was pregnant like I didn't want to be I never expected to have those feelings as well which was really intense because yeah. I've always known I wanted to be a mom and I love birth and it's um so it was it was yeah super intense and so we worked through that um obviously I yeah I I like we had Violet I really came to terms with that um but the pregnancy was hard with two toddlers at home 24 7 by myself and then her birth um you're still working uh no that so I tried to go back to work but um no one would employ me because of my gap in my resume and um yeah there was a few other issues there I think I touched upon this in my yeah you did that's why yeah yeah so 
that was the other part of it. I really wanted to um, pursue me with free still at this point and I was so excited to be able to perhaps go back like because Willa was one and um, yeah, so that whole that threw a whole other spanner in the works. Um, oh, I just think that's so hectic. Hey? So it was just a I... lot of deep surrender really. It was yeah. like like I physically was pulling my tired mm. bones throughout each day. Like both of my kids didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. I was still breastfeeding Willa. I'd, I'd gone, so I'd breastfed Noah, then breastfed him all through Willa's pregnancy, then tandem fed, then was breastfeeding Willa, then breastfed Willa through my pregnancy, then tandem fed the girls. It was like a super hecker's time. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I had I felt very disassociated that pregnancy from mm. that baby and that's stuff I'm still working through because I have a lot of um, guilt, I guess, around yeah. little yeah, Violet's pregnancy and birth because because mm. um, her birth was so disembodying, I, I had pregnancy, sorry, I had, a, I had pegged everything on having a really connected and grounded birth um, and I had done a breathe when I was um, pregnant with her. I didn't know it was a girl, but I'd see, I saw this little boy come through and it was dark and quiet and peaceful and it was just Lee and I and wow and I really yeah and so I was like I saw his face and I so I was like okay I I feel like I felt connected to the baby you know that I thought was growing inside me um so when yes then you know fast forward to her birth it was a really rapid birth in the middle of the morning. She was born at 9.02. Um, we had some guys coming to pick up some bloody bricks that we'd sold on Gumtree. The bricks. And they, they backed in their trailer like while I was like in hectic labour. And I thought I had time. Like I was like, I thought it was still early labour. So I was like, just get them because I wanted them to get, I wanted them gone. They've been sitting there for so long. <laughs> Just get them. Just go. Was this, get them your, this wasn't in your new house. And this was in our old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, in our tiny shoebox rental around the corner from <laughs> our current house. Oh, that's right. Yes. And it was so hot. It was a really hot March morning. And anyway, I had crazy toddlers bouncing off the walls and my birth team arrived. These two dudes were out literally like a couple <laughs> meters outside my window where I was birthing I could hear them they could hear me and I pushed this baby out and then it was a girl and it was nothing how I had imagined and it was not the baby that I'd seen in my breathe like and oh like it was just really harrowing like because I really really needed it to be I needed to drop back into my body and I needed, I just really needed resolution. And then it was just this yeah. other shock um, in so many ways. And I was like, yeah, it just left me feeling like, but where's that little boy? Like, where's that baby? Yeah, and to be yeah. honest, I, so when Finn came out, he's exactly how I thought Noah would look when he was born. Like when Noah was born, <laughs> he came out and I was like, you're not the baby that I had been um like imagining like yeah yeah I get I so get it 
Yeah. It was this wild thing where I feel like he's been hanging around from the get-go. Fully. And so Finn. when he was born and he, the birth was, we'll get to it, but basically exactly what I had mm-hmm. seen in that breed when I was pregnant with Violet five years earlier. And he looked like this little boy that I thought I was going to start my motherhood journey off with. Um, Yeah, it was just the most deepest sense of calm and resolution and closure. And yeah, so this story just like has so many places where it can begin, but that's like the little backstory I guess Mm. and then um yeah I mean like we had three kids so I didn't really feel like I was allowed to have any more as well which is it's funny that though hey we we spoke about that a lot like the fourth child yeah like all like people get weird about it yeah and time went on like like I went back to work and um Violet was well COVID happened (laughs) and like (laughs) life just kind of we lost so much time in that Mm. like I just honestly feel like I checked out and when I woke up it was like three years later like it was so wild um and before that we had had in the blue mountains or everywhere but um the bushfires yeah so hecticness everywhere it was just a lot of like stress and there was never time where yeah, I just felt very out of my body. So then when I landed back in my body and I was still carrying this, this like feeling like there was another baby, but I was like, but Violet's so much older now. Time has moved on. Um, I don't know. I just didn't see it happening. And I and also like, I don't know, I was just like, it's not going to happen but it was like this baby that I really felt was there and I was really in grief about it. And I guess because Violet's birth had left me quite shaken. Um, it was, it all happened to me, like her pregnancy. She decided to come in on her own terms. She decided to be born on her own terms. Sums up her as a little person, like a hundred percent. But for me personally, I I was like, okay, like I really need to um, be okay with the fact that I'm never going to have a birth um, that leaves me feeling the feeling that I craved, I guess. And because you are so, you're such an advocate for other women too and you're, you just, you see just this this true sacredness of birth too that, that would have hit you 10 times harder. Yeah, it was hard for me to leave my birthing days like on that note, um, you know, from that place of depletion and stress. And um, I, I and also I definitely I let a lot of things happen <clears throat> in that birth and pregnancy that um, like I didn't use my voice. It was all just I was just like I was very disassociated. Um, yeah. So that was hard to yeah realize and come to terms with as well and anyway little Finn dropped in (laughs) to Mm. my womb and I guess like 
I mean, I, I like I think every pregnancy you're kind of in shock anyway, whether you plan it or not. Totally, and, totally. And it was a bit of a. Oh, actually, I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to go back to your please. birth. Yeah, please go. And like, yeah, because I think I feel like so much of how I birthed him and how I how I'm showing how I'm showing up in this business and is this big timeline jump where mm. I so I left. I left my job. I went back to being a doula and I did placenta encapsulation for a little bit. And I did a lot of soul searching and a lot of mm. grieving about the state of midwifery and what was I doing with my life. And I felt very, and I, and I also just hadn't felt like I knew who I was like, or I don't know. I was still very lost. I had just turned 30. I don't know. And like when you turn 30, like, shit, I'm in my 30s now. <laughs> like it's this yeah, big yeah. realisation yeah. that like you're you're well into adulthood now. And I still felt like I knew I knew the life that I wanted, but I didn't know how to get there. I knew how I wanted to feel in my body and as a woman, but I didn't know how to get there. And then, I personally think it starts at 30. Fully. Totally. Because your 20s just- are just like this big like experimentation like (laughs) being a little bit like you know trying on different personas and like things and um so walk leaving my job because like that was that I have so much trauma from my love Mm. from my you know which I've touched on in my in in our first episode in season one so much trauma for midwifery and that job in particular like Mm. it like I just was a shell of a person when I left that I'm gonna listen to that episode again actually tonight (laughs) please everybody go back and have a listen yeah I'm actually going Um, to because I I love listening to us um but yes I was sort of like I'd been burnt to the ground like but it was such a rebirth like and um then at the end of that time I'm trying to think because that was too I can't even think now what year it was but but yeah you know the end of that year after I left my job I met you Mm. and like honestly our friendship like awakened something in me and it was so beautiful and we just jammed off like we just we just like bounce off each other so well and we're so different but so the same and you you like yeah awakened something in me and you're pregnant and um it was just so beautiful. And then I ended up being at your birth. And then that was like mind blown. Like that was, that really re relit the spark inside of me. Do you think like, it's like you being valued though, because like when you're in that system, you're really not valued with what you do. And And when I met you. Yeah. But I I don't know because you're a free agent as well. Like it was like just it was very organic like it was really mm-hmm. true I mean we we're friends but like you know I I shared knowledge with you and we kind of su- I supported you in ways that you asked for and it just felt like that's actually how midwifery or how birth work is meant to be like well yeah because I feel like I seen in you somebody that was just so Oh, I don't like it's like what what I think we've said it in some of our words where birth is just in your blood so I was just in awe of that like I could see your passion I was like wow that's epic 
I love that. Mm. I want I want that. Yeah, and I definitely space. felt I definitely felt valued and I think yeah, that was the first time where I was just like I um but also like you were just so in your power and it was more like I was of service to you like it wasn't like this hierarchy thing. It was very which, reciprocal. Yeah. That's why we are now in a business. <laughs> yep, totally. Yeah. Um and that was oh like amazing and then soon after that, I handed back my motherfucking opera registration. Mm, yeah. Have it back. I don't want your piece of paper, opera. I wonder how many people you've inspired with that too. <laughs> and that like, was like, like secretly too. Really hard for me to do, to be honest. Like that was the hardest button to click ever. But totally. after I did it, I was like, whoa, like why did that take me so long? Like I felt so free and um so brave and then I was you know that was another another shedding another little a little part of my rebirth yeah I fell pregnant um with him and it did feel like this beautiful opportunity for me to fully embody everything that Mm. I had been through like really the last well, so many years before, but in particular that last year of leaving my job and um, handing my midwifery registration back and we had just started our business and it was coming back to like our own authenticity, wasn't it? And like getting to know ourselves again, like we've done so much (laughs) self-work so much um to to make this business energetically strong but also yeah and our you know our offering strong our partnership strong but it also just felt like it just was happening to us like we didn't actually really have a choice (laughs) we were just like okay um and then I think I'm I'm a very um like off with with the fairies, off in the stars, off in the cosmos kind of person. Like I'm, I, I really crave yeah. being in my body, but I struggle to. Like I'm very like yeah. my feet are off the ground a lot. I'm in a dream yeah. land, dreamscape. Um, so being yeah. pregnant, he honestly, like the minute I found out I was pregnant, because it was a, a little bit, you know, even though I'd been like dreaming of this baby like for so long and wasn't sure if he would come and wasn't sure like what how that was all going to unfold and then all of a sudden I was pregnant I did feel a bit like in shock and Lee was a bit in shock (laughs) at the start and I didn't really know what it all meant however I had this immense calm like like fall over me like come over me and if I did feel really in my body I felt just I knew that it was going to be okay and it was going to be um like I could trust this unfolding and I don't know I can't even put it into words but the minute he was in my womb I I did feel really in my body and it it felt like the perfect uh, just the perfect timeline and the embodiment of yeah, all this knowledge and 
everything that had, had come before that point. So yeah. um, his pregnancy was so beautiful and just so quiet and calm. And that's another thing that I, the intention I really put out there. Um, I just needed it to be a private, quiet, calm experience, like where I um, could tune in really to my instincts and get out of my head. Um, Especially I get, you know, like a lot of my midwifery stuff has played out in my other births, like where I got in my midwife head and pregnancies, pregnancies and births. And I really wanted to be the pregnant and birthing woman this time. Yeah. And do when, it when really you say midwife head, do you mean like like sort of like checklists and quiet? Just thinking about all the things that could go wrong, all the things you yeah. should do, all the things that would normally happen in the system or, yeah. you know, if you have any care provider, even at home, like there's checklists. um yeah so and I would be almost out of my body looking down on myself um Mm, I could never be the woman carrying the baby like so I chose this time to not have a midwife or any care provider and it didn't feel radical and it didn't feel scary or anything like it just felt like the most normal run-of-the-mill thing to do like it just made sense for me personally I didn't Mm. need anything from anyone or if I did I was just call that that care in myself in the way that I wanted it yeah which is how it should Um, be yeah and I had essentially I guess a wild pregnancy or whatever you want to name it but I did choose to have um I got two lots of bloods done because I'm quite anemic generally mm-hmm. and that's something that impacts me postpartum um mm-hmm. and the I chose to get the morphology scan at uh I think he was I was 19 weeks pregnant yeah um because I was going to be birthing you know with no one there I wanted to not be be worrying about the location of my placenta or if he came out and maybe he's, there was something wrong with his heart or lungs or something with his organs, like that he might not be able to, you know, he would need additional help. And I wanted to be able to trust, just fully trust that, that, you know, all these organs were perfectly developed. Everything was um, as it should be. And then he would be able to transition from womb to earth and all those things. Um So they were things that I, you know, that was very mother-led. That was things that I knew were important to me. And, um, but I didn't have like the glucose tolerance test. I didn't do the GBS swab. Um, I didn't have a 12 week scan. Um, Oh, I did have a six week scan (laughs) because Lee started freaking out that we were going to have twins. I forgot about that. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I remember that. Yes. Because the day I found out I was pregnant, um, my friend Emma, New Earth Mama, um, had had surprise twins. That's right. I I remember this. And I feel like 
someone else had had twins, like unexpected twins. Like, yeah, there was something, someone else as well. And Lee was like, oh, my God. Wasn't it like the, the Sarah Schmidt lady with the twins? I can't remember. There was just like, to? there was just a lot of unexpected twins like around. <laughs> and Lee was like, totally. I just need to know there's one in there. And I was like, okay. <laughs> There was one. Also, twins fully run in my family, P.S. So that was also like I was wow. like there is a possibility like or, and it, it skips a generation like all my cut. There's a lot of a few of my cousins have had twins. Yeah. Um. So, you know, um, I could have had <laughs> twins. Um, <laughs> oh my god anyway we Amazing. so that's all I had anyway so yeah and it was just like this really beautiful thing like it was so normal I I felt so liberating to not have to be going to appointments to be waiting on you know anyone to, to I could just do whatever I wanted and I was just with my instincts and my intuition and myself and my baby and my family and we were doing our business which was this beautiful like that was almost like antenatal care for me <laughs> to be honest yeah. like sitting in circles with women and we did our sacred birthing workshop. We did two of them in my pregnancy. I know. Um, And we were birthing this business and I was about to birth this baby. You had just birthed a baby. It was just this, like the energy around our business, you know, beginning was just like, so in alignment and and just otherworldly and fertile and you know yes um and I haven't really even got much to say like about his pregnancy because it was just so normal and so beautiful and yeah nothing like I don't know I I think I definitely worked through like there was fears that came up but a lot of them were there was only a couple and they were more like fears that had come up in past pregnancies or situations or, you know, and I just saw it as a beautiful opportunity for me to heal it and move through it and let it go completely like and rewrite that for myself. Um, And I couldn't, oh, this is the, this is, yes, this is the main thing that I, took away from this experience of being pregnant and not having a, you know, someone else caring for me in inverted commas. Um, it was like, I always give away my power and always go into victimhood a lot and want someone to yeah. save me or mother me or nurture me through it. Give me the answer, make me feel better. Um, yeah. and I couldn't do that <laughs> this time. I, yeah. there was nowhere else to turn, but inward and when these fears did come up like um like I I talked them out one of them out with you and you were just and, and as I just spoke it out I literally answered my own question yeah. and you were like you just answered your own question I was like yeah wow that was like the first aha moment really like where I was like I actually have everything I need inside of me and just need to be witnessed. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the time it was just sitting by myself in quite in a quiet mm. space in nature or in my room or oh, and that letting so my heavenly to me. Letting my thoughts circulate 
and letting mm. myself go there to my edges and and like mm. feel fear and then yeah. come back in and 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 it was okay and i i i it was so powerful and um as i moved through the, his pregnancy it, it just i just i just felt more and more embodied and in my body yeah. and grounded from just growing him and just the process of being pregnant like it's just it's like it also is crazy how how many how how conditioned we are to like the way we should feel the things we should do when we're pregnant but actually like you're just pregnant and you're just gonna grow a baby like your body just does it and um like why do we do all the things we like there's I I just did bare minimum anything and it was just so good and I think because I paired it back, I was, my intuition was so heightened that anything I did do was so intentional. And I just, I, I knew it was the right thing. You know, it wasn't just yeah. doing it because someone else did it or because my care provider said like, these are the things that usually do at this gestation or, um or the things that I offer or the things that I do usually, you know, it was, I was just growing a baby and I was just a woman and mothering my babies and building a business and um but you know also like, just... a, like a lot of people don't know like a lot of people get really consumed by the noise like the external yeah. noise and I think yeah. that that's a big part of what we um guide women in reconnecting back to that quiet place within themselves and when they because it is just I mean, it's not just pregnancy because it's the most beautiful journey ever. Like, and mm. even just motherhood, like me looking at you with that baby on you, I'm like, oh, do I want another baby? Um, but yeah. You've got a baby on um, you too. <laughs> I know, right? But like, you've got one in a sling and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, because I think I shared something this morning actually about a wild pregnancy and I was thinking why we call it a wild, we've got names like free birth and wild yeah. pregnancy, but I guess. But it's, it's just pregnancy. It is. It's just birth. But I guess it's, that's where we're at with a, in a society though, where I guess to get attention, like that type mm. of attention and momentum around, you know, you got to almost give it a name. Do you know well, what I mean? So people can resonate with it like and to go, yeah. well, what's that? We're just Even like though dis- it's not. disconnected from like humanity and being a human being and just like like even yes. you know breath breath work. People teach breath work, people teach people how to connect back in with their breath. And it's like once upon a time, that would just be we'd know how to do that and to self-regulate. But now we need to be reminded. And it's the same with pregnancy and even birth. holding space for yeah. people like holding yeah. space like I'm on this big journey with holding space but it's like really like it's like I was talking to Jem this morning actually and I was like yeah but we're all just walking each other home like the Ramdas thing mm. the Ramdas quote we're all walking mm. each other home like I know where you're at sister like I'm there too um and you know really we just want to be witnessed because yeah. we're all, like just on this yeah. wild journey of shadows and triggers and joys and and that's where like the most healing is going to occur and your and integration of the of the healing and the wisdom if it comes from within you mm. and you don't need anyone else to show you or lead you or teach you it's like you just need someone to hold space for you to find it within yourself 
mm-hmm. and drown out the noise and the bullshit and mm-hmm. and to be able to shed conditioning and fears and stories and come back yeah to to your yes. truest highest self and I really feel like this pregnancy did that for me and I'm like totally it was super normal but super cosmic and magical and it was beautiful to watch it was beautiful I really don't even remember like who I was before I was pregnant with him or even Mm. even after his birth I feel like a different person again since I birthed him like because I think about I was thinking like of myself a year ago um, especially on my birthday because he was a week old on my birthday and I remember because I remember being this oh. like that time last year we went away I felt super depressed I remember just feeling so lost and I was like whoa what the hell how is that 12 months ago because now I feel so lit up so aligned so inspired I have a baby I have a business like so much has changed for me yeah. <sighs> life is crazy um but Life is epic. Anyway, where were we up to? Can't even remember now. We're, we're just we're sort of just like in your pregnancy, like how you felt yeah. and like that you were yeah, super so in like, your body and it was just like also divine timing for our business because we got oh, to witness yeah. like and how this- perfect it was that like when I went into the birth portal, we were like both exhausted by this point. Oh, we were like my god, so craving like a break. Like we'd been pushing for that six months that nine months before whatever I can't you know that time before more maybe I don't know I feel like that's a whole podcast (laughs) like just like that it was just it just felt like the best time like because we were so we'd done everything we needed to do we we had we also birthed our website yes like right around when he was born yeah. But we got all the bits and pieces in. We'd done some photos with our beautiful friend Jem and we done we got out like all the boring ABN website, all the things. And then oh. we'd laid a lot of foundation and we're like, okay, we need to exhale now. And I was like, and I'm gonna birth. <laughs> and yeah. and yes. we both we both went into the birth portal together and postpartum bubble together to have a rest, basically. And um yeah. but it, yeah, all of that just felt just the perfect timing and yeah, I don't really have much else to say about his pregnancy. Like just like I just feel like I could trust it so much because it just felt like I felt his presence so deeply. Like mm. I just fe- felt him. Um, He was just so calm and watery and exactly how I had imagined in that vision, in that breathe when I was pregnant with Vi, like mm-hmm. that feeling, like, oh, it was just, and I was like, if he, and I didn't obviously find out what he was, like if he was a boy or a girl. Oh, this is the other thing. I <laughs> When I was little, I had this crazy, like, not crazy, but, you know, I premonition or this like dream, I guess, that I would have four children. I always felt like I wanted to have four children, like I was going to have four and I would have two boys and two girls and that because I love evenness and when I found out I was having prank uh having Violet I was like okay well I'm I guess like we're done like it just felt like we're done at that time and I was like it'd be amazing if he's a boy because then I'll like start my like start my babies with a boy and end them with a boy and it's like this bookend situation (laughs) and that felt like good for me too like with my like evenness thing like I, I won't have the even yeah, numbers yeah, but yeah. it'll 
But when she came out and she was a girl, I was like, like, and nothing how I had imagined. It was nothing how I had visualized. It was like, so yeah, I just, yeah, I was like, if he comes Send out, he's, if he's a boy, I'm going to seriously, like everything that I have been leaning into and, and my intuition and my like premonitions and my whatever, like I'll be blown away. Like it, cause it actually will all be true. And yeah. it all just was ugh, like exactly how I had known it was going to be. Of course it um, was. Just five years later, but also yeah. like, but also exactly how, how it was going to be because I, I always had this feeling that I was going to have four. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so wow. I'll jump into like the end of pregnancy. I think this is going to be a which long podcast. Wasn't even too. that. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, we're here for it, which is like not even that long ago. It's not okay. that long ago. It was, <laughs> yeah. It's, it feels, yeah. I, I can't believe I'm not pregnant anymore. Like I'm. I know. What it's a bit sad. <laughs> I'm I still know. grieving that. I, I think we all I do. So I understand. I understand where you were at when you said that to me. I was like, yeah, I get it. Mm. It's just, you just, and you really want to like hold on to just these moments so much because they're so fleeting. Like when you're a mum, I think you realize how quick time passes yeah. by. Like you literally see it pass you by as your babies grow. Um, yeah. So I, so Noah was 41 weeks when he was born. The girls were, so Willa was two days past her due date and Violet was one day, so 40 plus one. And so I thought that I would probably, I was like, I'll have him on my due date. Like due dates are bullshit, but I just assumed like I'd been getting closer to the due date, whatever you want to call it, mm. guest date. And it was going to be, I don't know, I just really thought he was going to come in. But at the same time, I also felt like he was going to come early. Mm. I had this feeling like I need to mentally prepare myself and get everything ready because I'm really, this is the other thing and why I really wanted to have, you know, a birth without anyone there or like a care provider or whatever because I'm a super hypersensitive person. That's just something that I'm really owning now. Like I used to really apologize for it. And I used to think, I don't know, but I'm just really realizing my, my, the things I need, I guess, and really taking yeah. up that space. And I'm a hypersensitive person. And mm -hmm. I also really um, can't handle like, um, like, when a lot of like noise or like when I get overstimulated. Yeah. 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 I'm very similar. And it yeah. takes me out of my body and I get real panicky. And I also, so I, so if things aren't like, if I feel stressed, like if things aren't organized and done, then I'm trying to do them real quickly. And then I, like, it's just not, it's not good for anyone. I need to be organized and that then alleviates yeah. my anxiety, you know? Yeah. So, and it makes so, sense. From about 30 weeks, to be honest, I was like basically birth prepping full, yeah. full hardcore. Like I got everything done. I got everything where it needed to be as well because I have three other kids. Um, 
you just can't do anything swiftly in the moment like anymore it's like everything does actually need to be planned and put in place and I've just surrendered to um, that trust me I also had really quick births with the girls so I wanted I was mentally preparing myself that that might happen um because that also put me into a lot of shock especially with Violet like she was an hour and 40 minutes um and that was kind of intense and yeah I didn't have that time you know like when you usually have time you're like I'm going into labor I'm in labor yeah and you just have you can kind of okay this is happening put things in place like with her I was literally like throwing like we had this one tiny space where the birth pool would fit and I, in between surges I was throwing toys trying to clean up to to fill the birth put, put the birth oh pool there and it, and the, it was just this really horrible <laughs> like my worst nightmare because <laughs> um, we're like were you in um like proper labor like were you in when we had violet yeah like I I remember being like oh I think I'm going into labor and then it was just on wow so this so I was like I need to beforehand pretend that yeah. I'm in labor and it, and yeah Again, our friend Jem that we've mentioned a few times, she said this really beautiful thing to me, which resonated so deeply. She was like, you can choose when you go into labor. Like it's all a labor. It's all an unfolding. It's all, you know, a process. And, and I was like, oh, like that is so beautiful. Like I can choose. So I chose to be like, I'm in labor, like, you know, you know, or in that labor land space from about 30 five weeks like whenever we did our photos I can't I think I was 35 weeks she said that to me and I was like from here on out I'm going to set my birth space up I'm going to allow myself to set it up because in the past I've been like but it's too soon you know yeah but I was like I'm going to do that I'm going to sit in my birth space I'm going to listen to my birth playlist I'm going to put my affirmations on my wall I'm going to do all the things and he had I'd been having a lot of Braxton Hicks you know, those practice surges and he felt so low. And I just, I was really like, I feel like, I just felt like he was going to come. Yeah. But at the same time, you just never know. Yeah. And then, so I was third. So when I was 39 weeks pregnant, um, I, it was a Friday and it had, that was the end of a very long, long school holidays. We have three weeks of school holidays oh, in the middle of the year. That was long. Everyone kind of lost their shit, and it was the middle that of winter. Like every fa- like every family and person around me was like, "Oh my god, this has been a really intense, hectic time." And, and then I was watching people like about like, and I love the thought of homeschooling. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, yeah. "Oh my god." I yeah. need my kids to fucking go yeah. back to school. It <laughs> Love was them ju- dearly, and, and I was time. telling the baby, like, I was like, you cannot come out until school holidays is over because I cannot deal with having you and then have, like, already it was so hard to entertain the kids being so heavily pregnant and I was so hypersensitive and emotional. I didn't mm. want to go anywhere. I just didn't want to do anything. I didn't have the energy. I just, I was like, I'm done now. I'm in my cocoon. Like I'm in my, I'm done. Like, <laughs> um, 
and in a way it was really nice to have that three weeks for the kids and to like not have to do school run and stuff but it was also very tedious um trying to and trying to do the grocery shopping with Mm. three children heavily pregnant and walking our dog and all the things (laughs) like it was just kind of a bit wild and we were wrapping stuff up with our business and you know to have the kids or like we all had we we had six kids between us <laughs> trying yeah. to do business oh, stuff. Hectic. Um, but I remember, yeah, 39 weeks. I was, I just, something shifted for me and I just felt so in it. Like I just was like, yeah. whoa. And um, that night I, 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 I was just Friday like. Friday night? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think because he was born on the Sunday and two nights leading up I hadn't slept. Like, but I already yeah. hadn't really slept for like three weeks before that. Like I'd had this pregnancy insomnia kind of happen at the end. And so I was so tired. And all I wanted to do was sleep because I was like, soon I'm gonna have a newborn and be sleep deprived. I need to lap this up. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't yeah. sleep. It was the worst. It was such a joke. And then on the Friday, maybe even in the day, it was the day and the night, like I was I was feeling crampy, but like just Braxton Hicks, like it was nothing to write home about. It was nothing different and it also didn't hurt. It was mm. just that pressure and I was feeling like, okay, I think I am getting closer at some point, but, you know, like he's going to, but at the same time I was like, I could, I could definitely go another couple of weeks, like, I didn't feel, I never got to that point where I was like so huge and heavily pregnant that I was like, please get out. Like I felt really small still. I didn't feel, I don't know, I I just didn't feel huge and I didn't feel super uncomfortable. Like it You didn't look it either. Not that just that matters, um, but you didn't. So many people didn't know I was pregnant. It was so funny. Our neighbor, I think even on this day. she like noticed I was pregnant when I was 39 weeks and she was like oh my god you're pregnant and then like then I saw her like two weeks later and she was like wait what you've had the baby I was like yeah she was like I thought you were like halfway pregnant or something it was so weird it was yeah you didn't there was I thought where was I with you at one point I remember looking over you and I'm like she doesn't where is her belly? <laughs> but you did have like a flowing top on, but I'm like, you weren't even puffy or anything. I'm like, fuck you, Lucy. I was so puffy in my face. <laughs> I got, I reckon I got a bit puffy at the end. Um, but puffy. yeah, that's like right before, it's like the telltale sign that you're about to birth. It's like your lips get a little bit, you know, you get a bit puffy. Yeah. Um, puffiness. But yeah, I'd been having like these and I was like, oh, it kind of made me freak out a little bit. Like, because I didn't feel ready. I I definitely didn't feel ready still. Mm. But again, that was a lot of healing me not feeling ready to have Violet. I think like that he gave me that opportunity to go there. Mm. And he also gave me he's such like a precious little wise little baby like mm. <laughs> because so deep. because I would have freaked out if I'd had a a rapid birth like I did have a rapid birth, but I had all of this time actually in hindsight of mentally preparing myself yeah so I had on the Friday I was up in the middle of the night and I thought I might be I might have him like I was like am I going into labor and then then I went I fell asleep like and had a couple hours sleep and I hadn't had him I also hadn't gotten my 
placenta bowl yet from my from our beautiful oh, friend Alicia yes, yes. ceramics by Alicia if you want yes. to look her up on Instagram amazing um, so stuff. I was like you can't come until I get my placenta bowl as well <laughs> and then um, on the Saturday she she messaged me and she said it's ready and I'll come drop it like like the next day or you get it next week and I was like I'm just gonna come up and get it because yeah <laughs> I had this feeling and I went was this on the Saturday it. yeah and we had this beautiful oh this is the other things I'm gonna backtrack one sorry no on can the, you not say the, sorry like I'm on the very Friday so on the Friday night when I thought I was gonna have him Lee and the kids were downstairs they'd done this huge cubby house thing we, I had felt very overwhelmed by that whole thing because the kids were manic and it was late and I don't by know. The it was cubby just, ha- by the cubby house? The cubby house situation. Oh, my that, God. Yeah. Cubby house is triggering and me. And I wasn't, I felt really cranky. This is also another telltale sign I'm about to give birth. Yes, I'm always yes. super cranky before I give birth. Yeah. But I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't want this to be how birth starts. I don't want me to be, like, cranky at everybody and I didn't feel connected and Lee was downstairs with the kids and like it had just been a real chaotic day and I was like so in the night when I when I thought I was going into labor I was like please I I fully went into panic mode too like I was not ready I was like I'm not ready I'm not ready (laughs) please give me one more day and I said I was just like please little baby I need one more day please Mm. and then I fell asleep and I woke up and I was still pregnant and I was like oh my god I had like it just felt Sunday now so so sorry no that was backtracking to the Friday night when I thought I was going into labor and then I and then I didn't and and I yeah I said that little prayer to him just give me one more day to get my head straight like I just need one more day um yeah mentally mentally being prepared was really big for me this time yeah. because of yeah as I said in the past um I had just gotten so disembodied from the rapidness of birth and also because I need I need to feel anchored in and um so yeah we had this beautiful day as a family in the sunshine and like just pottering around the house and then I in the in that afternoon I went up and got my placenta ball from our friend Alicia and it just felt like so nice and the air was really sweet and it was sort of warm and it was really windy Mm. and it felt kind of mystical (laughs) I love that you remember all these little details because I froth on people telling stories like this because I like to get right and imagine it all yeah yeah. I've got, it in, I've got I've got the vision. Keep going. Yeah. And so I had also written a birth vision, speaking yes. of birth visions. Um and I was adamant that it was going to all happen and it did in a roundabout way. But it I'm did. just going to quickly tell everyone now no, so go. that you can yeah. <laughs> My vision was or my birth story that I had written for myself. And I also did this like as part of a, my birth preparation, like to, so I could really go there in preg- like in birth, like because I had written my birth vision, I would every night I would read that to myself and then I would listen to my birth playlist and I'd visualize what I would feel like in labor and birth. So I could connect back in with that feeling 
when I really went into labor. And so in his pregnancy, kookaburras were a huge Oh, like a spirit animal for us like for, for me personally because when I grew up I grew up on 70 acres of bush in a mud brick house that my parents built <laughs> and wow. it was called kookaburra because there was so many kookaburras there and um in his pregnancy every time I felt scared or like a fear came up I would hear kookaburras they were just everywhere or they would fly over me and they were just this beautiful animal. So in my birth vision, it was that I would go into labor in the early hours of the morning so that I would have that time of, of preparation in the darkness and to be by myself and to anchor in and that um, he would be born in water and that I would feel really connected to him and that as he was born, I would hear kookaburras. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I had this day, this Saturday, and then we went to, to, I went to go to sleep, but I couldn't for the life of me fall asleep. And I, um, I just remember crying to Lee cause I was like, I am so tired. I can't go into labor feeling this tired. I'm so, oh. so tired, but I yeah. couldn't go to sleep. And so I just, I stayed up and, um, my eldest and I had watched Harry Potter one and Harry Potter two together. Love it. And it was like my favorite, like Harry Potter. I read it, you know, in my childhood and it was my favorite book and it's his favorite book now too. So it's so cute to share that anyway, but the later movies are too scary for him, but I got hooked. And so I was like, I'm staying up and watching like the next and the next Harry Potter. And I was like binging them all. And then, I love that so much. Yeah. So I was just like this manic, really pregnant woman in the middle of the night, just like rocking in front but of the I love laptop. that it was <laughs> I love that it was Harry Potter too, because Harry Potter's cosmic AF. I know. Like. I know. It was pretty funny. Um and then I finally went to sleep. But I remember but then I woke up at about 4 a.m. to this gush mm. feeling. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, like it was only a little bit though. But I was like, I better get up and check it out I don't know I nearly went back to sleep because I was so tired but I was like I'm just gonna check it out and then it was like it was blood but watery and I was like so I did panic for a minute I was like okay what does this mean um and then I felt up inside my vagina and I could feel my cervix um and I was like okay my cervix is like pretty much fully effaced which means thinned out and yep. I could put like my fingers inside <laughs> and yep. it was like, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm like two centimeters dilated um, and like more and I could, and when I pulled my fingers out, it was definitely mucousy. So it was like, yeah, not just full blood. Just by the way, I just love this too. And just how normal it is to talk about this because I just think this should be so normalized to do and speak of mm. It really, really should. I remember yeah. talking about this to my sister at one point. She was like, oh, my God, ew. <laughs> like, What's well, my vagina? Yeah, I'm very, like, connected with my body. <laughs> I love it's... that, though. It should, it, it just, I just love having normal, like, normalised conversations like this. It's just it does something to me. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I hope everyone's yeah. listening very closely. Yeah, 
if it feels good do it like and that to me helped me under like sort of so I was like okay I might go into labor today I can trust that this blood I'm seeing is um like show or it's my cervix opening like it's you know um nothing to worry about um so I kind of that helped me to have those those anchoring in points and that knowledge like to not panic um but then I decided to stay awake and I just like sat in front of the heater and I was I just had that quiet time that I had really wanted and that's what I said in my birth vision the kids were still asleep I just sat there for about an hour Lee was I think he was downstairs doing something he was awake already or he was asleep down or something what time was this like 4 4 30 maybe yeah um and I just sort of was rocking and I was feeling like I was feeling some like kind of Braxton Hicks stuff but they're not really and I don't nothing felt different again other than now I was like my cervix is changing so that means birth is in the next couple of days or the next couple of hours who knows I have no idea um so but I was like okay mentally prepare again like he he gave me so many opportunities like I'm so Mm -hmm. thankful like to mentally prepare Mm -hmm. and yeah so I was like at least I just like kind of listened to my my playlist again and I was like birth is close I looked at my belly and I was like you might not have this belly (laughs) for much longer like look at it right now and appreciate it and feel your baby inside you and like really soak in those last moments and it was really emotional and then I went found I found Lee and I was like hey I think I might be having the baby I don't know like this has happened I don't know but I also I'm not in labor so (laughs) it was really but I also felt so spaced out like I was on another planet like my eyeballs were like my pupils were dilated like that was I was just I was not present <laughs> I was somewhere I, else. I get it and he was like okay okay <clears throat> and he sort of started to like freak out a little bit like you know go into that preparation mode and I was like mm-hmm. but don't do that because I might not be having a baby you know yeah. and don't tell the don't. kids like everyone just what, chill. like this was super early in the morning was it like um yeah so this was now like five five thirty. The kids were starting to wake up. They wake up on the so Sunday. This is Sunday. Yes. So I'd had like the whole Friday and Saturday of knowing things were shifting, and of not sleeping. And then Sunday morning, I woke up. I had that that bloody kind of show. I had that time by myself in the quiet. I told Lee. The kids started to wake up. He kind of sorted them out. I was like, I'm just going to stay in my room. I can't come out. <laughs> and I just mm. kept the blind shut and um, I sort of potted around my birth space. And then Lee was like, oh, I'm just going to bring the birth pool up and I want to get everything set up so I know that I'm sorted. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't. Like, seriously, don't. Like, I can't oh deal with God, the kids. Lucy. I was like, I can't deal with the kids getting excited. And then, like, what if the baby doesn't come? And also, I don't want them jumping around and being crazy, like, in excitement. And and then the baby's not even going to come, like, you know. 
and he was like yeah. I'll just be real quiet and I'll just like we, we had the birth pool downstairs already blown up <laughs> anyway oh you can't God. hide a huge birth pool coming up oh, I'm like- just imagining Lee like <laughs> that just uh, Lucy just please <laughs> he just needed to like have his part done you know like <laughs> so then he did it and it was all good and then I was like okay Okay, cool. And then he went out and then he fed the kids breakfast. They were just watching TV. We just They just watched so much TV that weekend. <laughs> and I just sort of sat like I felt like I was on drugs in my room. But when mm. I was in my room, I kind of felt semi-normal. And I was like, oh, I'm being ridiculous. Yeah. Like I'm being a drama queen. Like yeah. nothing's happening. And I go out and I'm like, no, I can't be out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and, I, yeah. and I was like, I need to go back. And then I'd have a few kind of tightenings, but not really. I I honestly, like hand on heart, didn't think I was going to have the baby that day. How I was cool like, is that though, though? Like how instinctual, because yeah. I went through the similar process where you're just like, I don't know, we're such animals. Hey, we're like, mm. oh, I just... I'm yeah. okay and everything's normal, but I need to be quiet. I need to be in a quiet, dark space. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, that helps my nervous system regulate and relax. And like, I needed that um, because I don't really ever go into labor land. Like, when I have, when I give birth, I'm super aware, hyper aware of everything. Like, I'm mm. never off, like, like, I'm like, I said, like, I, I was in a different planet in this time, but, like, in labour, like, you know, some people can't really remember, like, it's hazy and they don't, they're not paying attention to people in their space. But me, I'm, like, hyper alert. Like, I'm, like, I know what yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. is doing and saying. So I really needed that time by myself to kind of help yeah. drop yeah. in. And um, yeah, I finished watching Harry Potter. <laughs> All of them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'd. <laughs> I'd watch like that last week. I'd watch like, like, yeah. I fucking love that. So, so many movies, and I was on to the last movie. That That's day. so, so I, dreamy, but I so love I finished. I was like sitting there smashing out the last movie, and Lee would come in and be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine." He's like, "Oh, okay. Are we? Are we having a baby? Do you think?" And I was like, "Nah, I don't oh think so. God. I don't know. I just, I, I don't. Can, nothing's I happening." Picturing- this whole I know exactly how this went down by the way I'm picturing the whole really... thing like and you then, like... in your room like darting eyes yeah. like yeah. Get out. <laughs> like a wild animal <laughs> yeah. and then I, wonder, I, had a... I reckon he's gonna be like really like like Harry Potter yeah yeah <laughs> and so then I had a sleep at one point I had something to eat like barely eat and then I was like, it was get, it was after lunch at this point, and Lee and the the kids kept kind of like peeking, like, are we are we having a baby? Like everyone was a bit confused, what? Because I was being really weird. As well. <laughs> like everyone was just sort of like, I don't know how to to because it's happening. an energy though. They would feel that energy. It's like when they yeah. see me before I had her, and he'd stop and look at me, go, "So is the veil thin?" And I'm like, "Get, <laughs> get out, yeah." Um, it's, an it's a powerful, powerful energy, but it also really like, was. What the fuck, do I do in this? Yeah, and I so I finished Harry Potter. I'd had <laughs> yeah, I'd had a nap, and then I was in my walk-in wardrobe, sitting on my ball, and I was just like sort of thinking about everything. 
And I kept. Is that I, your like? Is your walk-in wardrobe your? That's that's your yeah. like. Yeah, like, my what safe are, place. What do they call it? The safe. I like. I know. Like, I think we all yeah. know your wardrobe, and yeah. I love it. Like, I love that. <laughs> that's your safe space. Like, every time I come to your house, I always peek in there. I'm like, this is the space. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I was yeah, because I I I was bleeding still. Like, and it it kind of scared me because no other time had I lost a plug or had any bleeding or anything like bloody show or whatever before birth like for some reason I just I must lose it in labor like I don't know but I'm not aware of it because I'm in water water or whatever um so I was that was the one thing that was like it made me feel like like I'm not 100% sure if this is okay like because it wasn't Mm -hmm. super it was mucusy but it also wasn't and I was kind of like I think it's normal and I can feel the baby move and it's okay but I also was like probably I need to give birth soon because this is playing on my mind and um I'm not yeah and then the next day was school because it was Monday the kids were going back to school and if I hadn't had the baby, like, I was like, what does that mean? And the kids were like, <laughs> we're not going to school until we have you have the baby because we don't want to miss it. And I was like, oh, all right. So, like, it would mean I'd be, heavily, I'd be heavily pregnant for another day, the kids at home. <laughs> mm. um, and I was also so tired. And I was like, I don't really want to wake up in the middle of the night or be awake all night in labor. Um, just and I was just sat there kind of thinking <laughs> yeah and I was like I looked at all my affirmations that I still have on my wall that um beautiful friends had written for me um at my mama blessing and some that I'd written for myself and my whole space was set up my birth playlist was on <laughs> and I was like and then yeah I was like maybe I should just have a baby like maybe this is actually just the best time. Get it yeah. out of the way so I can go to bed later. <laughs> the kids can go to Did school. Did you have this the Palo Santo cranking? I think I'd yeah, I'd smudged, I'd smudged the room, I'd lit my candle. Like everything was ready to go. It was really weird. Just, I need it, I need the vision. Yeah. It was a really weird place to be because it was like he was waiting for me to give him the green light and I could really feel that. He really held but- space for you. Yeah, he really did. And then oh. I heard outside my window. So this was about oh, like this must have been like 2.30, 2 o'clock, 2.30, like because I think his labor was about two hours. Um, And I heard kookaburras call out. At that time too. No, it must have been like 3 o'clock. Like it was mid-afternoon. Oh. Like it was, oh, it was mid-afternoon. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort no, of I like thought you meant in the middle of the night. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's still the afternoon. Yeah. It was like heading into like evening time where we yeah, have to yeah, do yeah. dinner oh, and bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah. I was just like, yeah. okay, yeah, so it's yeah. now or never kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and then yeah, I yeah. heard kookaburras call out and I was like, okay, I can trust this. Like, oh, this is and scary. I'd had that affirmation from kookaburras this whole pregnancy, like, Whenever I kind of started to teeter on the edge of fear or doubt, they yep. literally would show up and I would just throw it to the universe and I would just just dip, dive into that trust. And 
So I said to the baby, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Fuck it. Let's do this. This is going to be the birth. And lit I like I kid you not like I stood up and I just like I got my first real contraction and it just cranked up and I was just it was just on like there was no like slow like it was and then I was like yes I remember so I definitely had not had any contractions leading up to this point because I was like this fucking hurts I remember this (laughs) like yes yeah and I was like yes this it really hurts doesn't it yeah 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 (laughs) like it's hard. It's good, but it's hard. And um, Lee had said, I think, I can't remember if I had, oh, I must have had a few, I must have had one or two. And he, and then he was like, oh, I'm just going to start filling the pool up. And I was like, no, it will get cold. Please don't. Like, it's going to, this is going to take a while. Like, and then he was like, mm. I'm just going to do it. And then I was like, please hurry up. Like, is it full yet? <laughs> yeah he just he just knows me so yeah. beyond like he just yeah, knows me yeah. so well fourth time around he's just like I'm filling this up <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah it was like heaven on a stick when I got in I could never birth out of water I just I need it it was, it was nice it and tr- warm so nice and warm and buoyant and soft and I felt protected and held by the edges of the birth pool and it was so calm and serene and the kids were so amazing. Like I can't tell you how amazing they were. Like, and even the dog, like was quiet. I'm not surprised though. The kids stayed out of the room. They listened and they respected that I wanted space and I just needed some space to kind of get my head right. And I was, um, then yeah, my whole, my whole like contraction surges, whatever you want to call them just transformed when I was in the water and I was just breathing and breathing and even like vocalizing. Um, I, I started vocalizing just to see how it felt and I didn't like mm. it. And it actually made, what it, do you it, mean? It like using sound, like moaning, like moaning yeah. or like and I was like, actually, this is exerting way too much energy for me. And it wasn't helping. And I just felt really hoarse. Yeah. In the past, I think I had really liked using my voice. So it's interesting yeah. how this time it was more f- like if I had soft breath where I was really breathing through the surges, it helped pace me and it helped me relax my pelvic floor and my abdomen and everything. So everything yeah. wasn't crampy, but like honestly from the start to finish of his labor it was like one contraction almost like it was back to back to back to back to back and so even in between surges I was still breathing like just to keep on top and like to refocus and center and and to be already breathing when the next one like hit to be um and I just breathe through the whole thing and it was amazing and I definitely wasn't in my midwife head at all mm-hmm. at all I just felt it felt really intimate and like I, I wasn't even thinking about anything I don't even think like I was just so in that moment yeah um like I wasn't thinking about anything <laughs> um yeah and as soon as I got in the pool as well I felt inside and I was like six centimeters dilated. Yeah. So 
it happened real quick and wow I knew that it was going to be so then I was like I know this is going to be quick Mm -hmm. and then in that time in the pool I I was also like I'm glad this is going to be quick because this is really intense (laughs) and that also helps me own a fast labor like as I said you know earlier it really like I got to rewrite a lot of stuff for myself and heal a lot of stuff from my past birth and um I love how you look at things like that though you seem to be able to pull that medicine out yeah and then like the the only the hardest part for me is always like pushing them around the bend like past like down Mm. your pelvis like past your tailbone around that corner into the birth canal that to me is like excruciating it's just so intense that's the bit in mind when I just punch the wall I'm just like it's so intense and so I was like I really had to focus and surrender and I remember Jane Hardwick Collins's voice popped into my head at this point cause of course and in her birth I think her v-back she looked into the uh, eye like there was an eye and she just went into the into the sensation or into the eye and yep like yep 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 and I just visualized, yep. I heard her talking to me and I was like, just go into it. Just go Lucy, in. Lucy, it's Jane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just, I went in and I just allowed and I, th- oh, uh. this is the other amazing thing. When I had Noah, I felt my hips expand, like uh. expand and expand and expand. Mm. And it felt like kind of like an orgasm in a way, like where yep. you just, yep. it's just you're so open and it's scary like there's no edges and you're just feeling this sensation like roll over you and I never felt that with the girls but with him I in this moment as he passed down into my pelvis and around this bend I felt the expansion of my pelvis and oh my god it was like it was so Uh. trippy and then um and Lee was just sort of like in the space and then he'd go check on the kids and they'd come back and then and then I was like, I, I, I already was like, okay, I'm going to get him to crowning and then the kids can come in. Cause I need to focus. Cause it, that's really hard for me <laughs> to get you yeah, know, yeah. that point. So I got him to crowning and then the kids came in and then, um, and I felt like this, uh, like in the birth video, I'll share some more birth um, footage. Yes, now, please. But yes. I'm like, like folded in half like I'm almost like I'm so bent forward in the birth pool like I felt like I had to be leaning forward but I was gonna say that's what I remember like because you've got your mouth in the water yeah like blow like that's what I noticed that you're doing I'm like oh that actually seems so comforting to do that you're like blowing the water yeah that was another thing that I really but I was so bent forward like almost I almost wanted to be like like child's pose in the water kind of thing but yeah I also really what helped me focus was blowing bubbles in the water Mm. through that intense part yeah um and then so then no one knew that his head was out because I was so you know and and that was the hardest bit for me and um then I was like the head's out and everyone was like what and then um Another part of this birth that was really empowering for me was I always sort of pat like my kids' shoulders, they don't have big shoulders and they're not huge, well, not overly huge babies, but like 
they get a bit stuck, like, or not, I don't want to use the word stuck, but like, they just take a minute and like other, other babies seem to like their heads born and the next contraction, their body just sort of slips out in all of my births. There's been a little bit of like resistance with their shoulders. And in that moment, I, I really come out of my zone and I have told like my midwife to pull the baby out mm. and I'm just like, I can't do it. Like you just pull the baby out. Yeah. But in this moment I was like, okay, I need to just come back in, be in my body, be in the moment. Don't like, I just need to change position. And his shoulders, like I didn't have any, like that was, they, they, they fit. I don't know what it yeah. is. It's, there must be something interesting about the shape of my pelvis or something. Um, yeah. And it wasn't, didn't take long at all. What but does it, it feel like though? Like for you, like. Just in, resistance. Like, like he, yeah. like I push and it's like, I just have to really push hard. Yeah. And change my position. Like he's not just swooshing yeah. out. Yeah. Like other babies, their head's born and they restitute, like they rotate. And then they kind of just come out easily. And they kind of like in one. But with my babies, it's like takes a minute. And then I have to yeah. really work, like push hard to get them out, their shoulders yeah. out. Yeah. <clears throat> so I changed position and I kind of got into a lunge and then I, and then all fours. And then I kind of pushed like I I helped him come through like by putting a little bit of sort of traction on his shoulder or head I can't remember what I was touching but I was just sort of like feeling him and then I pushed and he was his little one of his little arms came out and then the rest of his body came out and and then I just yeah was that a slow moment so did his head come out and then his arm come out so I birthed his head and then I was sort of like, oh, should I lean back or should I go on upright or onto on fours? Because you did go body? upright, didn't you? Yeah. And then I, so then I put one leg up to sort of give more yes. space in my pelvis. And then I ended up going back onto all fours. Mm. And then I, that's how I birthed him. And mm. then I scooped him up from sort of like from behind and brought him under the water in front of me. and. I consciously was like, slow this down, Lucy, like slow it down. Yep. 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 And I just held him under the water for a little bit. And I just sort of came back into my body. Like I needed that moment of pause to drop back in. And then I just brought him up and I, I just felt so like present and in my body. I've never felt like that was, this was another intention that I wanted for this birth because every other birth I felt so exhausted and so blown out and, and in shock. But this time I was, I just felt normal. Like I was just like, and here's my baby. <laughs> and he had so much black hair and he looked exactly how I imagined he would look. And the kids were all there and Lee, obviously, and they were all just like in awe and that he was born. And I was oh sort God. of like, oh, my God, he's here. Like that That all just, it, it was so rapid. but. I don't know, but I was so in my body that I felt so centered in it. And because what time was what time was that? Just after five. Um, so he was born just so it was about two hours of active labor, all up, and so yeah, just after five p.m. And I brought him up to my chest, and 
I just knew he was a boy. Like there wasn't even like that minute of like, I don't know. I didn't, like, I didn't have that moment of like, oh, I wonder, like, let's check. I was just like, he's a boy and he, and he was a boy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. And then he was here and then we fed the kids toast. I got onto the bed. Oh, I birthed the placenta in the pool, like about half an oh, hour after. Yeah, and I wanted to get out of the pool. I thought to give birth, but as I tried to get out, I was I was having contractions, and I was like, "Oh, I just need to get this out in here, hey!" And um, it just it started to come out, and I could feel the fullness in my like bum and vagina, that feeling, mm. and I was crampy, and I was like, "I don't like this." And I felt up in my vagina, and I could feel it was just sitting there, and I yep. so I just I pulled it out. Yeah, just gave it a Because tug. I knew I knew it was detached, okay? So yeah. like um so yeah, there was no risk of me pulling on anything internally that I shouldn't have been, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulled it out. You, it felt so amazing. Doing. It felt really like satisfying as well to be like I'm just doing this now and I'm pulling it out. Like I just felt so in tune this whole time with my body like that's the thing. Like I was just not giving my power away to anyone else in that space. I just fully knew what was right for me and my baby and instinctively did everything that I needed to do. I, oh, and I'd felt him move and kick. Oh, it was so wild. The whole labor. Wow. Like he was just so active in there, that whole labor, like yeah. working together. And he'd been like on my left side for like the last few weeks of pregnancy. And he was still like there seemingly all of the labor and I could feel his feet on my right side poking and like pushing and kicking and it was just like this oh it was the most wild amazing experience I've ever ever had and I'm so thankful that I got to experience that birth and pregnancy and the um, the video that your videos are just next level to be honest, like I seeing that and I was like, wow, like, especially when you get, when you put that one leg up and yeah. you're like, I was just like, wow, that, yes, mama, yes. You were just fully in yeah. your body, in your power, in your yeah. full, like, lioness. I was like, I, it was just yeah. super inspiring. I was just really, like, in my you know, primal brain, like really. Yeah, and, you, you could tell. Um, yeah, and then that was the birth. Like it was really, um, we put the kids to bed, Lee put the kids to bed. Again, they were just so incredible. They just went to bed. I was feeling so coming back to why I got iron studies done in pregnancy. Like I usually get really symptomatic of blood loss postpartum. So I already was feeling like that. I couldn't really sit up very well and I was feeling a bit faint and I hadn't, my blood loss was fine monitoring that. Um, but I just, I'm just, I just get really symptomatic. Um, so Lee put the kids to bed and we're just like, you need to go to bed really well. Cause like mommy needs me to like help her with the baby and stuff. And they just listened and they just went to bed and it was so gorgeous. And mm. I was just so proud of them. Like they were so amazing and um then Lee and I once they were asleep we did a cord burning ceremony to separate Finn from his placenta um 
and we had a what time was that like 10 o'clock at night by this point it's crazy how much and I was so tired like I just remember being like I couldn't believe how tired I felt did you have a shower I really wanted to but I couldn't stand up yeah that's right that's I couldn't right. get out of bed it was because that's of... one thing I remember is like I love that shower when I was in the shower that's when I was like whoa I just gave birth like yeah oh. yeah that's something that I I really hate that I that the one thing I don't do well in birth is that immediate postpartum time where my Ooh, body really but it's very tender it is, but it's like I I always struggle with that part because I don't then I feel out of my body because I'm so yes, depleted totally. and, I, and I can't put like clean clothes on and clean myself up like I'm sitting in my you know blood. No, and I get and that though. I so get especially if you like you you know you're doing it with just your family at home. If that was me, if I didn't have like you guys there, I probably would have hundred percent done the same. I, but I just physically couldn't lift my head above my heart. Yeah. Like I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. stand up. And I also was very conscious of, I guess, not having um, anyone there in a medical capacity. Like the one thing that I was wary of was hemorrhaging. Yep. And blood loss. That was the one thing that I was really like. I don't think I like. I obviously can't manage that myself if I'm fainting and bleeding yeah um so I was very on that and I took herbs after birth and I I made sure I emptied my bladder so that my uterus could contract down I was very I was watching my blood loss and then I was so I I didn't want to get up like I didn't want to stand up I was like I just need to lie flat and let my body do its thing I don't want to faint or anything because it was only Lee there um, and that's a lot for him to have to deal with. So, yeah. That, so I was like, I'm just, I'm laying in bed until the morning. <laughs> and then yeah. even then I don't, I don't think I had a shower. Oh, I think I did have a shower the next day. Yeah, but day, you but were in the pool. Like you were basically I wasn't, having a big bath. Yeah. And time. Lee, Lee, this is the other thing I actually love about this birth and um, just how beautifully my partner Lee cared for me after and gave me a sponge bath and like, he oh. he cleaned everything up and he was just so beautiful and loving and got me food and it was this opportunity for him to really step into his power too. Yeah, yeah. Because there was like no one else there. So instead of him feeling like he had to kind of let yeah. someone else care for me, it was him and he got to show up for me in that way and that's so beautiful. I, lo- I loved feeling nurtured by him and mm. um. Yeah, so it was about 10 o'clock at night at this point and we did this cord burning ceremony. Um, we burnt through his cord with candles and we used a cord burning box that Lee had handmade and um, we, yeah, let him know that we were going to separate him from his placenta. So that was like, he was born at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, five-ish hours later. So we had his his cord intact for about five hours and... Then we slept and then we were in a beautiful postpartum cocoon for, I didn't leave the house for four weeks, which was so amazing Um, and had such an abundance of food and beautiful gifts and care dropped off um, to to us. And I just felt so held. And my mom came for two weeks, the second two weeks. Um, 
and did the first two weeks go quick for you yeah so the first two weeks I was like the first week I couldn't get out of bed I was so not okay (laughs) but I just rested and um it was hard it's hard because you physically feel rough because you feel like you can't really like be present in soaking up those precious Mm. first moments with your baby so raw hey it was super raw there's nothing Um, more raw than that initial postpartum but I just I also just I could feel myself fighting it and being frustrated but then being like this is just what it is and like I need to surrender into this and just allow it like Mm. it's okay like this is I'm it's all right and then the second week I felt very very what were you resist sorry what were you resisting the most just like I wanted to feel normal and back to normal mm. and it was hard for me to allow myself to feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and cause it wigs me out a little bit mentally, like, cause I was like mm. so tired and so physically drained and couldn't care for myself and couldn't yeah. do anything for myself. Yeah. Um, I was crawling to the bathroom and to the shower. I couldn't even stand up. Because yeah. when I stood up, I felt dizzy. Yeah. Um. So it was pretty wild. After that yeah. first week, I definitely felt more normal and I could like walk and do things, but only for short times. And then I would have to lie back down. Yeah. So then by the second week, I felt heaps better, which was good. And I knew I was on the um, incline and was taking beef liver capsules and eating lots of nutritious things and keeping hydrated and um then I just felt really like I guess emotional yeah and then my mum was here and then I felt pretty good when mum was here like I had recovered heaps um but definitely didn't feel ready to leave the house (laughs) yeah so it was so nice she did all the school runs and stuff and that was amazing and I just really let myself rest like I was definitely at that point where I, I felt a bit antsy and um cabin feverish and I yeah. felt normal enough where it felt almost extravagant that I was still lying in bed, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I was like, but yeah. mum's going to leave soon and then I'm going to be back out there in the world by myself. So just enjoy this time. And then the hecticness begins, the school runs, the dinners, the shopping. The, the so, yeah, shopping, now I'm back. Now I'm there. But um, I'm still just totally on a high from that experience and you still so, like you're so relaxed and like you get out at school pick up and drop off and I'm like get a go at her would you like you've got this beautiful baby just effortlessly <laughs> walking with your baby carrier and this beautiful beanie on the baby's got this beautiful beanie on and I'm like you were just made for it like <laughs> you just it's just what you were made for I felt the like apart from that initial time like that at the first week or so uh like I like I think recovery wise it did take me a little bit longer to feel back to you know in a, again in inverted commas normal than but I am like so much I'm older like I'm nine years older than I, I was when I had my first baby I'm five years older than I mm-hmm. um was then when I had my last baby kind of thing but honestly it's been the best pregnancy and it was like the best birth physically and emotionally and mentally and recover after that initial recover rough little bit of recovery I felt so good yeah yeah because I really usually struggle with a lot of um like postnatal anxiety and mood stuff and um 
this time just haven't and I just attribute that to the fact that because I was like everyone's different right when they birth and the and the environment they need to be in to fully allow their hormones to get released you know yeah and I think for me I just actually needed to be by myself almost like there was times when I was just literally by myself because Lee was with the kids yeah um and that lead up to the active labor I was just by myself and I think I'm one of those people like where for me to fully be able to tap into the oxytocin and the the release of all of the hormones that help you bond with your baby and recover and move through birth effortlessly I need to basically be by myself like I'm a cat who needs to go under the stairs in a dark corner but it makes so much sense (laughs) to do that like yeah. I, I totally I totally get it I need to do that when I even when I'm not pregnant to be honest yeah I know and we're yeah. both like I, again so yeah. similar in a way I so just I so get that like even the thought of like like that's why I love your walking wardrobe like I get why that would be your safe space yeah like really cozy it. like yeah walls are close into yes. you full yes. of clothes <laughs> yes and it's like you're safe and yes I I think that really helps me in my, in everything in, but I'm so thankful that I did feel that immediate connection to my baby and I felt high and I felt in love because I really struggled with that in my other births where I was more in shock and in an adrenal state where I couldn't connect with them and that then flowed on into um, my mental headspace and I felt very low and depressed and Yeah. yeah, it was kind of full on. Um, yeah I get it so this time part of me was like maybe that's just how I am but then I was curious as an experiment even to see how this time would be like not having anyone there really and I really think that is the case for me like I it proved that it makes so much sense though I when you like were um, expressing your birth vision to me at one point I was I said to Nathan like she's not going to ring anyone yeah, I, think I know her well enough now to know she's not. I can, I know it. I just I didn't know it. how I was gonna feel as well. No, like, but I, I get it. If it was a longer labor, I think it's different. I would have liked yeah, wanted people, totally, but, totally. but because because it was really fast, like I think because I'd already voiced this to you as well. Um, like that's what really. I think really was hard for me in Violet's birth when her birth was fast and then I was really basically in transition and everyone arrived and I was just like oh my god what and um so I was like especially you being sensitive to other because like I like when I was in labor I had no idea what you guys were doing I seriously did not know where anyone was I was Mm. so I was in labor and I was on, on I don't even, I had no idea who was there, to be honest. You're on labor drugs. <laughs> the, yeah. The, so that's like, I can understand. The natural yeah. Why you would, because you are way more hyper aware. Why? Because if I was like mm. that, um, I would be the same. I'd be like, no, I can't. Because any little thing, and usually I actually am very hyper aware too. And it was, it was just different with Prim. That was just Prim. But, um, I get that where you just know what's going on everywhere and anything can affect your flow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in the moment as well, like it didn't even cross my mind 
like logistics of anything like I was just in it and it was like yeah so amazing to not have to feel like oh quickly better call the midwife or yeah like it was just we could just be and yeah um let it unfold and so so it didn't feel panicky because it was like we're all everyone's here yeah (laughs) and like and everything's set up and it's actually just okay and um yeah yeah. I love that so, so much that's, though. Like, that's the birth. <laughs> I love it. I just, yeah, I want to see more. We need to put more videos on our um, on our page, but we also need to save like some like really sneaky ones for our email subscriber yes. list. So like, yeah, I love that little hint. drop in. Yeah. Yeah. Like you <laughs> won't get like the good, like the you, juicy you, stuff. The bonuses. That's <laughs> yeah. right. You need to sign up. Link in our bio. <laughs> well, it's like link in our website, by the way. Oh, yes. It's in our and website. check our website out. Yes. 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 Our website is epic. But Lucy, I just am just stoked for you and just to be able to witness your journey. Like, honestly, it's, I love, I also want to thank you as well for sharing your journey with us and with everyone because you really like it, it this is what women need to see and hear and it was just like really beautiful witnessing you and watching you and just just like I still remember you putting that this is antenatal care like on our sacred space when you were doing like cat cow and I was like yes mm-hmm. I love this it's Thanks, so man. Yeah, but I mean it. It's, it was so cool and, um, yeah, like it was just you're walking the talk of like everything that you are it passionate was, about. Yeah, and it took a lot of work to get to that point of being able to own that and know that that was what I needed and wanted and just to yeah. take up that space and not worry about, I don't know, what anyone else thought. I Totally. I just knew that was, for me personally, the way I needed to give birth and I like I just couldn't have done it that way in the past because I hadn't done the personal development and I hadn't yeah it was it was but I can see now that I probably I would have like it's so hard to say but definitely different type of personal development but isn't Mm. it and that's what we provide why we're doing what we're doing that's what the sacred space is it's like helping not like guiding women into that space in themselves, in that sacred own, space. And to to shed like making decisions from a place of fear and the, and conditioning, like being able to identify like am I making this choice for myself or am I making this choice because I'm fearful or I feel like I should make it or conditioning or past yeah. stories or for, I'm yeah. making it for someone else to make someone else comfortable. Like yes. it's so – yeah, Mike, it was really like full on for me to, at times really, I did have to just straight shoot and say what I needed. And yeah, um, of course it it was, it felt, it felt really big um, to use my voice in that way, but so healing and, and like, of course I'm allowed to as well. Like I think women, we're so, we're people pleasers, aren't we? And oh my God, um, taught to like- be good girls and to like make other people comfortable, but like why can't especially in birth of all the places like you you're allowed to say what you need and 
but it's um, funny like yeah. not funny but when you sent me like you I think you sent like you sent me like this huge birth vision and I read it and I was like wow and I think after it you're like you know that was really hard for me to voice that and I, like I was just like but for me on the other end to read that I was like that's epic I love that like that was so cool but also after you said that was really hard for me to say that I understood that because I mean that's I feel like something it's it's a wound that we're all sitting with is just saying it and it's it's like interesting how we it's hard for us like because it's like why why is that hard for us Mm. why is that hard for us it's like the full throat chakra going on yeah it's but I think once you start it gets easier and easier and you realize where you've been holding yourself back and you just have to start rip that band-aid off and it's almost like I like (laughs) I was remind reminded um by Lee because we're talking about being confident in showing up in our business and whatever and I had this big thing about again it was using my voice but like as in um like it sounds so silly but on like Instagram I was petrified of like speaking into like the camera like I just fully couldn't do it like I would have stage fright and it was so awkward like if I ever did anything it was like cringeworthy and I was like you know what I'm actually gonna do this (laughs) Yep. I'm going to make a fool of myself and I'm going to talk into the camera more and till I get used to it and more comfortable yep. showing up in that way. And for me, that was like the start of owning my voice in that I could hear my voice on a video. Yes. hear me. It felt really vulnerable, but I was like, I need to walk into this fear. And then it opened up that throat chakra in other ways. And in pregnancy, that was a whole other example of being able to speak my needs um and my vision and being able to dream that big and be like I really want that kind of birth and I'm allowed to want that birth and I'm not going to minimize it and um I think the best thing too about that is like when we first started our business one thing that really like with the whole voicing is that we did a lot of auto audioing at the beginning Mm. Yes. we audioed a lot and I feel and like that's scary that's... for me as well I used to yeah. never audio anyone so I hated my voice <laughs> oh and my I'd god really... you've got the best voice and I'd feel really exposed and so mm. I so that was again yeah that was that was so powerful hey it really was because I I actually used to listen back to myself and go oh my god I swear so much <laughs> but <laughs> But it was just really like that's what helped me be able to. I mean, I'm still, it's something that I still, I have to work on all the time, but I feel like we're definitely getting better at it. It moves a lot of energy. Like it's actually so powerful to use your voice in all different ways and capacities. And the more that you do it, the more easeful it becomes. And yeah, you show up differently in the world. And fully, we all need to do more of it. So this is your yeah. invitation if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Use your voice. Use your voice. This throat chakra. And the more and the more that you open it up, the more easeful it will become and you will transform and we will change humanity. <laughs> yes. And if you want to go deeper with this, just watch out for our offerings. But to get our offerings, you have to sign up to our email list. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
all right, Lucy, thank you so much. Also, can you just quickly, quickly tell like, like how, like, can you just quickly just explain his name just quickly? Like, oh, oh, and he was, I meant to say he was born. So he's a cancer sun and cancer moon. So he's double Mm. little water cancerian baby, deep, deep little soul. Wow. And he is deep. His eyes are like he's deep as an ocean. And he's called Finn Cosmos. Oh, I love that name so much. It's just that Finn, he was always going to be Finn regardless of if he was a boy or a girl. That was just like a name that I loved. And it it just kept showing up everywhere actually. I remember like the, like I think I, I must have been pregnant but I didn't know yet and I went to the supermarket and there was a boy behind the counter like this young teenager and he had and his name tag was Finn and I was like oh my god like there's so many little things like that yeah yeah me realizing that I was gonna have him and Cosmos because he's a little cosmic baby and yeah, he's just cosmic cosmic experience of my life and I will never ever <sighs> like forget yeah it's like you have your cosmos birth. you have your birth power and that source with you forever like you know you can tap into that whenever you need so yeah I amazing. love that I love his middle name so much I was like that is a wicked name <laughs> Finn Cosmos I love it I love it oh Lucy thank you so much I am definitely going to be listening to this again <laughs> And I hope that everybody enjoyed that. And I know that, and I speak on behalf of everyone, we've all really enjoyed watching your journey. And it's been just an honor to be able to witness you. Mm. And it's an honor to do business with you. Oh my God. I was about to say, it's an (laughs) honor to do business with you. But most of all, it's actually an honor to be your friend. And I really appreciate you and everything that you bring to the table. And um, yeah, upwards and onwards and upwards from here. Yeah, we're excited for the next chapter of this business. Let me tell you, there's so many exciting things like coming. Like, what totally. this space. And um, we've been both injected, injected with like the birthing, um, the birthing drug. Like yes. we've both experienced it in the same amount of time. Like in that, yeah. Like we we're on it. Like we're on it, we're in it. Um and yeah. Watch this space, mm. subscribe to our podcast, subscribe yes. to our mailing list. Um, yep. And yeah, that's it. That's the story. Stay tuned. Long, Stay long, tuned. Long, long story, but incredible. And Finn yeah, Cosmos, the world is now a better place. <laughs> <laughs> now we have two sacred space babies. Thank you. Well, we've got yeah. seven, but no more, <laughs> but two born. Seven born in the making of this business so yes all right love you yeah yeah (laughs) love you bye bye